Hello and welcome back to Five Rings Podcast. Today we have Tom sharing with us about true masculinity. Let's jump right in. So men, it's our turn. And I just got to say, ladies, you may not know this, but there's some amazing men in this room. Really? And men, there's some amazing women in this room. Kind of three to one, too. So, men, you are fortunate. Um, No dating yet. No dating yet. No dating. No dating. Doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, never mind. Can't fall in love. But, yeah, anyway, school leaders are like, what are you saying, Tom? Stop it, Tom. No, no, no relationships during this time, right? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So, if you would have told me 35 years ago, Tom, you're going to tell men what it is to be a man, I would have laughed in your face because I felt so insecure as a man. But see, it's that inside-out, upside-down kingdom of God, right? He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so he takes this broken, messed up, insecure man to show men how to be men. It's so insane. I, I think it's so funny, actually. And, uh, but it's God's sense of humor. Like, he is, he is that way, right? So I'm insecure, never felt comfortable. I didn't feel like I was a boy. Didn't feel like I was. I was never one of those person who questioned if I was a male or not. Like, I knew I was a, ma- a boy, but I didn't fit in the world of boys. I, I knew I was a man. I never wanted to be a woman. I mean, I was in the gay world, went to lots of drag shows, and every time I was at a drag show, I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know Jesus, but my heart would grieve. Like, I remember I just thought, this is so wrong. Like, something inside knew that it was such a twisting of God's image, even though I didn't know God. Does that make sense? Like, something in my heart said, something's wrong here, and I didn't really like going to those, but a lot of my friends did, so I went. But I never had that desire. Like, it was never in me. I knew as man, I liked being a man, even though I didn't know what being a man was. So, you know, I had male parts and accepted that, right? So I wasn't, like, doubting that I wanted to be a woman. So, but I hung around with women. All my best friends were women. So I always thought, I think more like a woman than I do like a man, because I was always around women. And I'm a feeler, so that was, you know, women felt safe around me. They could express their emotions. I express my emotions. And uh, I'm, I'm really into Myers-Briggs and personality tests. You guys like those kind of things? I love it. Um, I'm an ENFP and a seven on the Enneagram. Party! Come on. And I'm a wing eight, so I'm a bossy partier. So, so I'm always right when we have fun. So, no, but... Um, I'm really into that. And what I found, I went through training to be licensed to do the Myers-Briggs temperament analysis. And what I found was that only 30% of men are feelers. 70% are thinkers. Did Don already talk about this? Am I repeating? Okay. Sometimes we don't, we, yeah. Anyways, so I'm a feeler. And I always felt like I was different than the other men. And guess what? I was. The vast majority of men are thinkers, right? Donna is a thinker. And, she, and 30% of women are thinkers. 70% of women are feelers. 
So she felt that she was different than other women, and she was. So God doesn't, you know, he makes us all different, right? So I'm a feeler. I feel like I don't fit in the world of men. And even after I got saved, I would be going to Christian fellowships, going to someone's house after church, whatever. And I was still in the kitchen with the women, exchanging recipes, because I can cook, man. I can cook. Okay? Uh, and it shows. Like, it's the battle, man. It's the battle. Uh, I'm a foodie to the max. So I gotta, if I eat something good, I'm like, I'm going to make that, right? So my wife loves that. She hates to cook. So it works out beautifully. But so I'm in the kitchen exchanging recipes with the women while the men are in the other room doing whatever men do. I wasn't sure what that was because I wasn't in there and I didn't feel comfortable in there. And so I, who knew what was going on? It was really mysterious to me what guys talk about. And um, now that I'm healed, women, you may be wondering what they're talking about in the other room. And uh, most of the time, women, it ain't deep, right? No, it's really true. Like, you see little boys, and they're always like, poop, caca, fart. <laughs> it doesn't change much as we age. We're still farting and laughing our butts off about it, right? Um, we're, it's one time, so they asked us to intervene on a, for a, a one of the bases. They were, um, the leadership team of this DTS were really having a lot of conflict. And they're like, hey, you're going there to do some training could you meet with the leaders and just kind of see if you can work things out? And we're like, sure, sure. So <clears throat> it was two men and a woman were the, the school leaders. And so we sat down with them individually and together. And basically, <clears throat> the woman said, you know, they don't respect my opinion. Um, they go off and do things together. And I know that they're planning things about the school without me there. And so, because they're hanging out. And the guys are like, no, we're friends. Like, we're just hanging out. Like, we're not talking about the school. And I, so I told her, I'm like, really? They're not doing that? And she goes, oh, I know they are. And I said, no, you're not. No, they're not. You don't understand. When guys get together, you know, we, we can compartmentalize, like, amazingly, right? You can be in school mode one moment and mellow mode the next, right? Just hanging out with the dudes. So I said, you're wrong. And she goes, I, don't, I still don't believe it. Well, it was awesome because that night, the men invited me to go down to the docks and hang out with the guys that night. They're like, hey, we all go down to the docks. You want to you join us? And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. Sure, I'll do that. So we get down there, and we're all missionaries. So we've been all over the globe. And within a short amount of time, the conversation turned to poop stories. Missionary poop stories are it, man. I mean, if you go to Nepal, you will poop your pants. I, I'm just telling you, all of you, you will poop your pants. It, it, it may happen in Turkey. It could happen just about anywhere, really, Mexico for sure. Uh, you know, um, because you eat something your body doesn't know anything about, and it responds. And you'll go to sneeze. Oh, like... Always carry an extra pair of underwear with you, anywhere you go. If you're doing a trek to Nepal, you're going to vomit, you're going to poop, you're going to crap your pants, you're going to laugh too hard. Oh, shoot, right? So, so missionary poop stories with men are amazing. You want to hear one of them I heard? Okay. So this is really and truly the best one I've heard yet. 
So he's on outreach in China. He eats something, and he's dying. Like, he is going to crap his pants. And, uh, and they don't have, like, a lot of public restrooms. So he says, I, I got to go right now. Like, where, where do I go? And they said, they said there's a, a public toilet down this alley. So he's walking down this really grungy, disgusting, dark alley. And he comes to this door that's just barely hanging on. It's just got holes in it. And that's the bathroom. So he opens the door, searching for a light. There's no light. No light. So then he takes his phone out and puts the flashlight on, and he looks, and it is, like, disgusting. Um, it's just a, a squatty, and uh, do you know what those are? Squatty potties? Get ready. You start doing those squats. Do it. Get yourself ready for the squats, okay? Because it's going to come in real handy. Um, so it's a squatty, but it's, like, disgusting, and it's so dark and so dingy and gross. So he's like, okay, I, I don't care. I, I have to go. So he, he gets himself in the position. And all of a sudden, he hears like this kind of scratching sound. Like, and it's coming from above and from below. And it's coming towards him. And he thinks, should I look and see what that is? Like, I don't know if I want to know what I'm hearing right now. And so he's like, I'm just going to go. And I'm not going to look, but it's more and more. And it's getting closer. So he finally puts on his light. And there are these enormous spiders coming down from the ceiling and coming up through the toilet. And he bolted out. I'm like, you win. You win. That is the best. I'd rather crap my pants. Seriously. So I didn't, so I didn't feel like I fit in the world of men. I didn't feel like I belonged in the world of men. And, uh, oh, so at the end, I, so I heard all these crazy, hilarious stories. I laughed so hard. I mean, I was in pain. And uh, the next day I went and told her. I'm like, I was right. You are wrong. They are not talking about the school when we're there. I'm, I said, we talked about poop the whole night like, and had a blast. So, so I feel like I don't belong, and, uh, and I get married, and that was the first miracle because I married a woman, and I realized I don't think anything like a woman. Like I realized it was like, wow, men and women really are different. If you don't believe that, you are, you are not married or in a serious relationship because we do not think the same. Our brains are not wired the same at all. People say women are, men are, they're really the same except for our, you know, body parts. No, this is the largest organ in the human uh, species. And this organ is not the same. God did not make us wired the same. So uh, I was, I was in a bookstore and I was reading I was going through, I love bookstores, especially if they have a coffee shop, all the better. And uh, drink coffee, read books, you know. And so I would do that, and, and I would peruse the titles. And I remember one time I saw this book, and it, it just, womp, you know, just stood out to me. And the title was, Why Do Men Have Nipples and Other Interesting Scientific Facts? And I'm like, huh. I never even pondered that. I'm like, 
I know why we have, you know, belly buttons, but why do men have nipples? Like, we don't feed babies. Like, why do we have nipples? Do you ever wonder? So I'm like, huh. So I grabbed that book, and I sat down with my coffee, and I went right to that chapter and read why men have nipples. You want to know? Okay, so here's the deal. Once you know, you can't unknow. Okay? Because it was like, all right? Men have nipples because we all start out female. It's true. It's true. We all start out with nipples and girl parts. And like we don't have boy parts, right? And then, then the mom's body at some point in the formation, the mom's body recognizes the XY chromosome. Is that what we have, men? XY? Yeah. It says, oh, and her body releases a massive wash of testosterone through the placenta into the womb, rushing through that little soon-to-be boy, and he, he all of a sudden starts getting boy parts, the little boy parts, and it washes through his brain and destroys most of the connections between the right and left hemisphere. So women, you've thought men were brain damaged, and you're right. We really are. And I'll never forget, I'm like, I even asked Dr. Curry, I'm like, come on, is that true? Did we really say? He goes, it's true, Tom. It's true. I'm like, wow. Um, And I'm like, God, why did you do that to us? Like, why? I don't understand. Like, why? Why? Women, you have all those connections. You can, your brain, somebody said one time, men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. Like men have waffles, compartments. And we can only really focus on one compartment at a time. And then when we have to go to the next compartment, we have to grab a ladder, climb out of that waffle, climb into the other waffle. So we have the work waffle, we have the sports waffle, we have the family waffle. Um, and we have to go, kind of take a break with it and move into the next waffle. Women... You're like spaghetti. It's all intertwined. Like, women, you are amazing. I, I am astounded by you, honestly. Your ability to multitask is incredible. Like, you, you see it so clearly. A, a woman can be cooking dinner, holding a baby on her hip, talking to her best friend about her deepest emotions, <laughs> all at the same time. Men, we would burn dinner drop the baby, and we would never be talking about our deepest emotion with our best friend, right? Like, we can't do all that at the same time. My kids know it, knew it too. Like, I, if I was reading email and they would come up to me, I, they would talk to me. I didn't hear a word they said, but I would go, uh-huh. And so they were like, hey, Dad, can I grab 20 bucks off the dresser? Uh-huh. You know, it was just like, my wife was, if I'm on the computer and she needs to talk to me, she'll do this. Hey, Tom? Yeah. Hey, Tom, yeah, look at me. <laughs> look at me. So she, I have to stop what I'm doing and look at her because I really can't do two things at the same time well. And I'm like, so God, why? Why? But I believe it's because men, he's given his ability to have a single laser-like focus on one thing. And women, you have the ability to feel and think and think about multiple things all at the same time. And that's a gift.